Super Talk Mississippi media production. What's the key to a quick and fun travel escape? Enjoy public art outside or outsider art inside and refresh your sense of history with awe-inspiring parks and museums. Vicksburg is the key to the South. Joining us now, Justin Spears. I did his show out there in Tucson on ESPN Tucson uh, earlier this week. Spears and Ali, he joins us now. Uh, also the uh, columnist for the Tucson Star covering the Arizona Wildcats. Justin, we, we talked just a couple of weeks ago, and, and we were trying to get some ideas of what this game might look like. You've seen Arizona now, albeit against a, an FCS opponent, just as I've seen Mississippi State against a uh, FCS opponent. What were your first thoughts on, on the Wildcats and what you saw last Saturday? I thought that Arizona kept it pretty vanilla, much like Mississippi State. I thought both teams did a really good job of going out, taking care of their opponent while also not flashing a little too much. You know, I don't really buy into – I mean, I think that Mississippi State's offense is a little bit different or much different under uh, Zach Arnett um, as opposed to Mike Leach in in terms of just running the ball a little bit more. But I think Will Rogers is going to throw more than what we saw against uh, Southeast Louisiana. But that's – Uh, going into this game. Going back to your question about Arizona and what we saw in the first game, like I said, I think they kept it very vanilla. Uh, They didn't really, you know, flash too much. Uh, Jacob Cowling, T-Mac, they were very limited in the passing game, albeit uh, T-Mac caught a touchdown pass, and that's Tetai Roe McMillan, who's an absolute stud at wide receiver. Uh, We all thought that he was snubbed for the preseason Belitnikoff Award watch list. Uh, this is a guy who's going to be on that midseason watch list. Uh, he is a very talented wide receiver and a guy who's got first-round capabilities. Um, so, I mean, we saw a little bit from him. We didn't see Arizona really throw to the tight ends that much. Um, they have a couple of really good tight ends in Tanner McLaughlin and Kean Burnett, uh, the second-year guy who's a former four-star recruit. You know, these guys are going to be very, very useful in the passing game this offseason or this this season. So I think that – you know, the fact that we didn't really see too much from the tight ends, um, I think, is a sign that Arizona just wanted to keep it very basic. We saw a lot of passes to their running backs, Jonah Coleman and Michael Wiley. NAU's a really mediocre team at the FCS level. So the fact that Arizona has bull expectations, they're going up against a team that's voted to finish ninth in their conference at the FCS level. Um, I think it was just Arizona's opportunity to go out there, take care of business, and get ready for what should be a really big one at Starkville. When I went back and rewatched some of, of last year's game, one of the things that stood out to me was how often Jaden Delora was able to get outside of, of the pressure. State was State did a really good job of pressuring him, but he was able at several times to escape that. But then rather mm-hmm. than take a, a short gain, you know, trying to run the ball, he would force the ball down the field. And that's kind of what led to having three interceptions, having some incomplete passes. In this game, do you think Delora might look to run a little bit more if State's able to apply pressure the way they were a season ago? Well, and for Mississippi State folks that are listening to this, you guys have to understand that the game last year was really a turning point for Jaden Delora. Because when we saw a really good game out of him against San Diego State to open up the season, but then we saw where Jaden Delora had some flaws in his game. And it looked like he didn't really want to run. And that's a really interesting point that you bring up because I do remember that game specifically, you know, actually being in the press box 
like almost like trying to scream at Jaden, like, oh my goodness, look at all that room that you have to run. You can pick up eight, maybe nine yards and keep the offense into a rhythm. And rather, I mean, you just decide to throw ball, in, you know, in double coverage or you throw it out of bounds, whatever. It just, Jaden tried to be the guy with his arm. And I think he understood that he's got to be able to use his athleticism and not be afraid to pick up those yards with his legs. And the following week against North Dakota State, what did Jaden Delora do? He set a career high in rushing yards. And we've seen Jaden Delora still be a pocket quarterback, but he understands when to pick his moments and when to use his legs. And over the last several months, he's put on a, a tremendous amount of good weight. The, the strength and conditioning program at Arizona has been really top-notch under Tyler Owens from the University of Alabama. Um, he's really turned around a lot of these guys' bodies and and that includes Jaden Delora. He's put on about 20 pounds-ish uh, since coming to Arizona, and he's much bigger, and he's more stout. And uh, we've seen him actually break off for some pretty big runs. Last week against NAU, he had a nice little 53-yarder up the sideline. So Jaden Delora is faster. He's bigger. He's stronger. Uh, he's a much better quarterback now that he's you know one year in the system. You know Now him and Jet Fish, they're at a point now where they can improvise a little bit on certain plays and really get creative. Uh, Jaden Delore really watched, he really enjoyed that Netflix docuseries quarterback, which follows the three NFL guys, Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and Marcus Mariota. And he saw with the, the Kansas City Chiefs how they were able to take one period of practice and Andy Reid allowed them to really get creative and improvise. Jet Fish and Jaden Delore kind of have a very similar situation now. And Jaden Delore is a multi-dimensional quarterback that I think Mississippi State's going to have to really watch out for. When you when you look at last year's game, State rushed for over 100 yards in this game and in the air raid, you know, where they they didn't run the football a whole ton. Now this offense has made sure. some changes and they are a little bit more run heavy. I would expect them to run the ball closer to 30 times uh coming Saturday. But this is a completely remade Arizona defense through the transfer portal. Are they are they better equipped to handle an SEC rushing attack? We'll find out, man. This is the true test for Arizona this season. It wasn't against NAU. It's this game in Starkville, in the humidity, in SEC country, where the cowbells are going to be absolutely ringing. Oh, by the way, they're preparing for that, by the way. Yeah. They got all these loud cowbell sounds at practice. It sounds like a fork rattling inside of a like a garbage disposal. It just it's not a pleasant sound. That so they're getting ready for the cowbells. Pretty decent description. Is that okay? No. Okay. I mean, that's what exactly what it sounds like. It doesn't sound like cowbells. It sounds like they just recorded well, a fork in a garbage disposal, and well, it just Justin, that's when, the clanging when, when sound. You're it ringing, makes. When you're ringing one bell, it sounds like a cowbell. When you're ringing thirty thousand bells, it it sounds like something different. Yes. Yes. So they're they're preparing for that, and yeah. and this is going to be a big test for Arizona, man. This is a huge, huge test because you know in the off season they recognize okay. We got to take care of the rushing defense. Arizona was the eighth worst rushing defense in the in college football last season. They were not good at stopping the run. Uh, in, in you know last year's game against Mississippi State, it was almost like death by a thousand paper cuts with Will Rogers throwing these passes. Like it was a very just Mike Leach masterclass, right? Um, we're not going to see that this year. I think we're going to see a lot more running out of the Bulldogs. And Arizona, their entire focus this offseason was getting guys up front to stop the run. I mean, we're talking about adding 
almost 1500 pounds of, of body from the transfer portal. They went and got, and got uh, five defensive linemen and two linebackers, uh, Justin Flo and Daniel Haimuli. Uh, but Bill Norton right there in that middle, you know, we're talking about a 330 pounder Tyler Manoa from UCLA, a guy who's, you know, 320 pounds. They got some big bodies up front that do the things that don't show up on the box score, like take up blockers, like take up a lot of space right. and get in the gaps. I don't think Arizona is going to get pushed, pushed around like they did last season. I think that the defensive line against Mississippi state's really experienced and really big offensive line. I, I think if Arizona can do a solid job up front to allow the linebackers to get in the play and maybe make something happen. I think Arizona's got a chance. If you made me answer what the biggest question mark for Mississippi State is, even after one game, it's still in the secondary. This is an Arizona receiving core that's got some studs in it, as you were just talking about. Is that where Arizona you think is going to look to exploit? The, the, I think they have a little bit more speed even than Mississippi State would. Yeah, with, with T-Mac, uh, Tetairo McMillan on the outside, with Jacob Cowing, who's an NFL receiver. Yeah, uh, The Wildcats have you know, multiple guys that are going to be playing on Sundays at some point. And then they just added Colorado transfer Montana Lamonius Craig, uh, who I think is going to be a very sneaky, good receiver for the Wildcats. And like I said, they didn't use their tight ends at all last week. And Tanner McLaughlin had the most receiving yards by an Arizona tight end since Rob Gronkowski in 2008. You know, that's just how much the tight ends really haven't been effective in Arizona's offense over the years under multiple regimes. But under Jed Fish, I mean, it's a pro-style offense, so they love throwing to their tight ends. I expect Tanner McLaughlin, Kean Burnett, maybe to have a big game. And, yeah, the receivers, if they can get out into space, um, I, I think uh, Arizona could stand a chance. But, again, man, that's, that's going to be very tough because Mississippi State is so experienced. And uh, playing on the road in that kind of environment, that's going to be really a really tall task. You know, all year long, I thought, man, when Arizona plays Mississippi State and they have to play in this humidity, it's going to be something. It's not going to be humid. It's going to be like in the, the high 70s, low 80s. It's going to be nice Saturday night. Mississippi State lost that advantage. Uh, every week on the podcast, when we do our predictions, we, we come up with an X factor. I think you asked me for mine when we when I was on your show just the other day. A player, you know, yeah. not cowing, not Delora, somebody who could make a play that that really stands out in this game. Who would that be for you? Uh, well, I think you got to go with the defensive side of the ball. Okay. And it, it, and I think that, I mean, if you want to go one defense, one offense, I think on defense, the guy has got to be Jacob Manu. Uh, he is a weak side linebacker. Um, he is very undersized. Um, it, it, Paul Rhodes, he's a former uh, defensive coordinator for the Wildcats. He used to be the head coach at Iowa State. Mm -hmm. He used to always say one of my favorite expressions about a player who's undersized. He used to always call them sawed off. He's a sawed off linebacker. That's that's what Jacob Mondu is. He's a very undersized guy, but man, he's got a nose for the ball. He led the Wildcats in tackles uh, last week against NAU, and we saw in the second half of the season a year ago. Um, he really made some big-time plays, including their big upset win over UCLA on the road at the Rose Bowl, and then uh, to end the regular season against Arizona State, um, he made plays where he got in and disrupted the quarterback, uh, forced a fumble, and then on the very last play of the game, which was kind of like the game sealer, uh, he comes in, knocks the quarterback's arm, and then Isaiah Taylor comes down with an interception. 
Um, so I think that, you know, Jacob Manu does all the things that you want for a linebacker. I expect him to come out and make a, a lot of plays uh, for Arizona. They're really going to need his playmaking ability. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on offense, you know, I think I got to go with their running backs. And I know it's really tough to pick one, but their leader, Michael Wiley, who I think is uh, one of the best running backs in the country. He's a very versatile player, uh, can do it all, c- catches out of the backfield too. Uh, we saw Jonah Coleman also really catch out of the backfield. But I think if Michael Wiley can come out and be effective on the ground and through the air, um, I, th- I think the Wildcats are are going to be a, a team that can hang tough uh, with the Bulldogs. But if they can get Michael Wiley going, it'll really help him out because he had a really good game against ASU last year uh, to end the 2022 season. He had 214 rushing yards mm. and three touchdowns and was a Territorial Cup MVP. Uh, this guy's a dude, and I think uh, he's got he's someone that I think could be very, very effective on Saturday. Very interesting stuff. Big game for both of these teams uh, Saturday night, 6.30, Davis Wade Stadium. Jacob, I'm sorry, Justin Spears. I don't know who Jacob Spears is. Justin Spears, thanks for joining me here on the podcast, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> Anything for you, Brian. I appreciate it, man. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.